Welcome to the podcast, In and Through exists to equip the church to be hearers and doers of the word. My name is Tim. And my name is Marshall. So good, so, so good so far. <laughs> so so good. far, so good. Sure. But not. Yeah. Because yeah. obviously, I can't even get the intro down. <laughs> it's okay. For anyone who's interested, Tim has recently entered, entered into the world of dog breeding. <laughs> <laughs> I am now the owner. How many dogs are in your house? Tim? I am now the owner of nine dogs. That's great. Uh, yeah. That's so cool. last night I went to bed. The owner of a dog. Right. She kept me up all night long. And uh, by time to come to work, I was the owner of nine dogs. Well, good luck with that. So my wife listens to the podcast, so I'm going to just make this public. She has wanted to do the same thing. Now, you're in, I mean, you're in tight quarters right now with, you got three kids and everything else, but like she wanted to do that in our apartment. And I'm just like, yeah, that's not, that's not ever going to happen. Chihuahuas, maybe? You let me know how that goes, Tim. Yeah. Hamsters? You know, if you can keep a video diary of how things are going for you for over the next couple of weeks, just with the hecticness of it, and send that to me so that I can suppress I can't keep my wife's <laughs> urge to want to breed dogs. I am so sleep-deprived right now. Oh, man. I I can't keep anything straight. Mm. Obviously, I couldn't intro the podcast. We're recording with Alex's computer because mine's at home. Wow. Because I didn't do that, so... <laughs> This will be a great podcast. How many hours or, of sleep do you ha- did you have last night? Maybe three. That was three more than I had. Are you serious? <laughs> I'm dead serious. I couldn't sleep. I don't know. I did schoolwork all night long. I couldn't sleep. Anyways, it's a whole thing. We're doing this. This this could be, could be. the best or the worst. <laughs> I feel like it's, yeah, it's still in that like unknown phase where, where like the, the roll of the die hasn't quite landed. Right. And we'll find out soon. And when we're done, I'll go record my sermon. Great. <laughs> <laughs> but by the time by the time people hear this, yeah. it will have been the sermon that mm. they had received the week previous. Is that how it works? So yes. this this yeah. might be me apologizing <laughs> for that <laughs> sermon. <laughs> oh okay, so we're mm. we should we should talk about the catechism. Yeah? You feeling it? Yeah. You good for it? All right. Sure. Question number five. What else did God create? Did you like that? It's like Sesame Street a little bit? Not really. Okay, sorry. It's all right. It's all right. You know, we try things. Sometimes, I will, I, sometimes they work. I'll retire that voice. Sometimes they work. Sometimes they don't. Okay. Um, so, so the reason we have to, because last week's question was right. how and why did God create us? Right. As human beings specifically. That's why question five, what else did God create? Right. So the else referring back to week four. Yeah. In case someone decided to join the podcast on week five. If you did. Welcome. Oh, welcome. Don't judge us. You may you may have picked the wrong episode <laughs> to hop on this train. Or maybe the best one. Who knows? We still don't know yet. This is fantastic. Um this is good radio. So what else did God create? Why do we 
need to answer this question, Tim. Yeah, why why is it a question? Uh I think I think that there's something intrinsic inside of all of us that searches for meaning. Yeah. And not only meaning in an existential what am I to be doing? What is my purpose? Mm. But why do I even exist? Yeah. Why why is there something rather than nothing? Mm-hmm. Right? Um what's what's the meaning of this whole even the physical realm, that whole experiment? Yeah. Um, yeah, when we look around us at the world around us, we see like landscapes and animals and all sorts of things. It's like, why is that here? Right. What's the purpose of that? I mean, we kind of talked about what's the purpose of me, but we can still look around ourselves and be like, like a giraffe. Like, why, why God? Why a giraffe? Mm-hmm. I mean, they look cool, but I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I had someone in my church once that was uh, a microbiologist. Oh, cool. She spent her whole day, um, probably not her whole day, but a significant portion of her work day, staring into a microscope Mm. at the microscopic world. And it blew her mind that her colleagues were not Christians. Hmm. You know, the the science field is predominantly anti-Christian. She just could not reason how that could be. Mm-hmm. She's like the last person that could be that way should be the person staring into the microscope all day because hmm. this is fascinating. Right. And so intricate. Right. But why? Hmm. Why does it exist? Uh, and here the question, not even so much why, but what else is there mm-hmm. um, that God created? Other answers, people that have given over time or are giving currently? Um, well, okay, so... This answer will deviate from what the the proper answer will be, right? So there's there are some amongst the. Well, okay, let's start with the obvious one, like he didn't create anything else, right? Like we we yeah, kind of talked about happened. The, yeah, it just like, it's a it's a thing mm-hmm. that happens some somehow. I I you know I would really encourage people to, um, if you haven't already, to take some time to. Um, explore the intricacies of even those microorganisms. Mm-hmm. Like when, when you see the way that they have been designed, I mean, it's just, you know, I was having a conversation with uh, Mike Musselman the other day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we kind of compared it to, like if you stumbled across like a truck in the middle of a cornfield, right? No one would just say, oh, like I... I, I isn't it interesting? Yeah. How, how the the you know the minerals from the ground beneath the soil have just converged and changed over time, and the way that the sun and the wind has impacted them to to give us this, you know, right. Chevy Silverado. Normally they manifest in urban areas, <laughs> but that this one is in the rural <laughs> world. But but you know what I mean, and and, and so. Our bodies and the bodies of other creatures are so much more complex than an automobile. So the idea that they they would just, you know, get this way um, just because we insert a a ridiculously long amount of time. uh, Yeah, it just doesn't add up to me. No, it it doesn't to me either. Um, I look at how feeble I am. Mm. I I think we've talked about this before. Mm -hmm. But I look at how feeble I am 
and how fit and capable for living other organisms that we would call evolutionary we would call lesser on the evolutionary scale and i think it doesn't make any sense that that would become me right 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 they're so much more adapted to live simply and i'm a little high maintenance <laughs> not compared to other people that i know but compared to an animal in the woods yeah <laughs> right enough. yeah 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 i got to have my coffee <gasps> that's what i'm missing wait that's why you I'm haven't off my slept game. and you haven't had a coffee. No, I did. I have a coffee. You don't even I, remember. No, I I did have a coffee at like six thirty. Alex is wanting to pull the trigger on this at and start over. Six thirty in the morning when I yeah okay. Sorry, I'm I'm okay. I'm with you. I'm with you. All Tim. right, all right. We're on Let's it. Let's keep going. It. Let's keep okay. going. Okay, so other answers that people might have. So the first one is kind of the evolutionary answer, right? That that God was not involved in that. But there's kind of a a, a middle way. Mm-hmm. Right. There's there's kind of this concept of like Christian evolution. Right. Right. So it was like it was the whole evolutionary thing, you know, Big Bang, microscopic beings kind of evolving into more complex things over time. But God kind of guided the process. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a relatively common idea, I, I guess. So that, that idea is out there and exists. Um, and, you know, that's not a. It's not a hill that I would die on. I wouldn't say it's a it's a deal breaker. It's a you know a, a an issue of like primary importance, right? But I I wrestle with that too. Yeah, I I struggle with that more for last week's discussion than for this week's discussion. Mm. That man was created in the image of God and given dominion over the earth, right? Like those two things need to coincide. Mm-hmm. You can't evolve into man. That's not how it's described. Right. Right. Um, from the foundations of the world, God established his image bearer mm-hmm. to hold dominion over the earth. Um, and and so I think those things have to go together. So, yeah, I, I don't necessarily jive with the things coming to be mm-hmm. kind of kind of a thing. I think that God created them. Is uh, is essential. And, and to be fair. Throughout the Bible. It will acknowledge God as creator in order to establish God's authority. Right. Because scripturally, the two are inseparable. God as the creator, God is the authority. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, I, I think I think you have to keep those things married in order to be within the bounds of a of scriptural reading. Of creation. Yeah. 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 So let's look at the question that the New City, or sorry, the answer that the New City Catechism gives us to this question. So to the question, what else did God create? God created all things by his powerful word, and all his creation was very good. Everything flourished under his loving rule. In the original Greek, the New City Catechism reads... (laughs) No, they they go to a point to say his powerful word, capital W, mm-hmm. referencing Logos. Yep. That Christ is the word of God. Yeah. The message and the messenger. Yeah. Um, and this is sometimes something that people kind of glaze over. Yeah. Is like Christ's involvement in the creative process. But there are multiple times in scripture where it is explicit that Jesus 
in cooperation with Father and Spirit. We can see that in 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 the we see the involvement of the Spirit in the in the Genesis account. Mm-hmm. But in John one, Colossians one, we see right. him involved in that way. Right. The in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Um. But then verse, if we skip down to verse three, all things were made through him and without him was not anything made that was made. Right. So, so the idea, we've already talked about the Trinity. Mm-hmm. Where does the Trinity first show up in scripture? Mm-hmm. Genesis one. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so just a reminder here that, that, that God created everything by his powerful word. And I think, I think that's significant when we. When, when it says, and God said, that he spoke these things into being, mm-hmm. right? It cost him nothing. Mm. He needed no substance. What is... I, the only thing that would take less in, engagement or involvement on his part would be to think them into existence. Right. Which very well might have been the case, but... He said, he mm-hmm. established, right? The point of all of that is to say an all-powerful God exerted no effort from himself to bring all of this mm-hmm. into existence. Yeah. And the quality, so there's the quantity of everything that exists in our universe, which is mm-hmm. unfathomable. Like, we can't even wrap our minds around that. But the quality of it, it was good. It was. Some of it was very good. Yeah, we were very good. We were very good. <laughs> I feel like I never got a chance to be very good, but I look forward to being able to be very good one day again. <laughs> so, is this podcast very good? I don't know. Anyways, um, so this takes this answer takes us back to a time in history, prior to the fall. So, mm-hmm. like in the in the the, the biblical story of you know, uh, creation, fall, redemption. Um, this is pre-fall. This is what we're talking about. God made everything by his word. It was good. Everything worked as it was supposed to. Right. The Edenistic state. Yeah. Which, to be honest with you, like, I sometimes have a hard time even wrapping my mind around that. Yeah. There, there's a lot to be considered in that. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, imagining what the Edenistic state was like, and, and it's not an insignificant thing to think on, mm-hmm. because when when we have the new heavens and the new earth, and all is made right again, and it is redeemed, we will be back in that Edenistic state, mm-hmm. uh, arguably, but better. Yeah. Um, because our understanding of what God has done for us will be compounded by the gospel. And his grace and mercy mm-hmm. to save the sinner. Uh, so his glory, so so the Edenistic state, but his glory magnified mm-hmm. in it. Um, and so to think about what it was like in Eden is in some ways to think about what it will be like to live on the new earth. Yeah. Right? In that world. Will we eat meat? I get that one all the time. I know. You'd be surprised how many people want to know if they're going to get a burger in heaven. That's... I mean, I, there's a part of me that hopes so, but I don't. I do, I wouldn't count on it. Isaiah says, "Food rich with marrow." Okay. Oh man, then I got that hope. There's a feast. Then I got hope. Yeah. 
as long as it's not the marrow of celery. I mean, there are some good vegetarian dishes out there. I've tried some, mm-hmm. but they can be a little hit or miss. Not that I'm questioning the quality of the vegetables in the new earth. <laughs> I'm just going to shut up. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Well, um, okay. So with that being said, we've established how God made everything, the quality of it. Why does this matter to us? Like, why, like we already talked about why the question, like, why the question matters, but, like, how does this reality, how, how does that help us in our walk as we, as we follow after Christ? How is it helpful for us to know how he made the world? I think we need a little button that we can push, you know, like the little mid-show jingles and stuff like this. At this point, if we had those, mm-hmm. <clears throat> Alex, um, I would push one that would do a little siren, Uh-oh. say trigger warning. <laughs> because because we're at a place where people become extremely polarized over things. Mm. And and we've we've lost the capacity for nuance. Um luckily I've talked to uh both of our listeners and they <laughs> <laughs> and they're capable of nuance. Good. So I feel safe doing That's this. That's good. That's good. Um I, I think I think what we need to understand in that and and you brought this up even when in the pre-show. God cares about people mm-hmm. as His image bearers, and the predominant or not the prominent, the, the the primary, the the apple of His eye, preeminence. That's the word I was looking for of creation. Mm-hmm. But we are not the only thing that He created. That's true. Or the only thing that He loved, or the only thing that He said is good. Mm-hmm. We are not even the only thing that he is going to restore and redeem for his namesake. Yeah. And so when we look at this earth that we live on, we steward it. Mm -hmm. Some are going to hear that and they're going to be like, oh, no, Tim's gone entirely left and green and liberal because you made a comment about taking care of the world that we live in. Right. I, I don't think that we should fear what's going to happen to our world. Mm. God is ultimately in control. But I think it's been given to us to take care of, and where we can, we should take care of it. Amen. And I think that this is a point for that, right? This world, in the same way that we would look at a person, and we would say that is someone who was created by God for his glory. Mm-hmm. We would also look at the world around us and say, this was created by God for his glory mm-hmm. and he has given us dominion over it not to just trash it and do what we will mm-hmm. but to care for it yeah right that's what adam did when he received that direct notion right he named the animals and and he was present there in the garden in a way of caring for it um so yeah i i think one of the things that that this changes for us is if we don't already have a healthy respect for the world that we live in and a care to treat it well, I think this is a theological, biblically-based reason to do that. Um, I wouldn't say 
in such a way that would cause us to put the status of the earth over the status of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but to rethink some of our choices to do a better job. Um, you can take all your political notions and economic notions that come with that and you can set them aside. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about a biblical notion to take care of plants, animals, and the land, and the waters that we've been given. There you go. I like that. Yeah, this is a theology podcast, not a political one. Yeah. There's other ones yep. you can listen to. <laughs> not even interested. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> yeah. Well, you don't have enough politics in your life already, too? You know what? Surprisingly, I have very little po- politics oh, in my good. life. I, good. I just don't. People come to me mm. wanting to talk American politics because I'm yeah. an American living in Canada. Yeah. They always know more about it than I do. <laughs> That's um, great. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How about you? Thoughts on uh, why this is meaningful? I mean, I just shared with everyone the one that you gave me before we started. Yeah, thanks. For uh, st- so any any rabbit you want to pull out of your hat? Thanks for stealing uh, stealing my cool idea. Um, no, I think, I think we just, you know, with the, with the idea of stewardship, just remembering in that the ownership of this world belongs mm-hmm. to God, right? Like, so, so we understand that, you know, we are called to steward this well, because it's not actually ours. The things of this world aren't actually ours, right? So I would just add that to, to what you've already said there, right? Just uh, as we look around, as we examine you know whatever it is the, the the creatures and the plants or whatever it is that's around us that, that those things belong to god because he made them in the same way that we belong to god because he made us yeah that, right? that's a great point right like to be stewards of it and to hold dominion over it doesn't mean that it's ours to do with it what we will mm-hmm. yeah exactly it's his. uh I, I would also say um I would also say that this changes the way that we look at restoration of things and realize, man, this world is to be celebrated. Mm-hmm. One of one of my favorite sermons in recent past that was pretty much being preached to myself was the idea of, of joy when we were talking about... Um, uh, the the Advent season, right? We did the sermon on joy, and I talked about how the world was given to us to enjoy. It was beautiful so that we would see it and worship the Creator. Flavors, feels, mm. sights, mm-hmm. sounds—all yeah. of these things are gifts, right? And so, when when you play music, when I pick up a guitar and pound on it, right? Like the joy that comes from that sound, which usually when I'm playing, I'm trying to recreate a sound that gave me joy Mm. unsuccessfully. But the the joy in those sounds is something that God has for his glory given us the capacity to enjoy. Right. So enjoy it. Yeah. And and let yourself savor Mm -hmm. this world. Yeah. Is it perfect? No. In fact, the third point that I would bring out of this is notice it says past tense was very Mm -hmm. good. Yeah. Later, we'll talk about sin in the fall. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people want to talk about God and they want to say, if God existed, if God created, 
why did he make it like this? Yeah. I, I even heard, I don't know what you call an apologist from the other side, uh, but uh, I, I heard a cosmologist one time that was, he was making the argument that surely this world is not divinely created because there are so many flaws. Surely it would have been done better. And I thought to myself, first, well, you should just make a better universe and show everybody um, how it should have been done to begin with. <laughs> Why don't you just go off and make your own <laughs> and see how it works out for you? Uh, my other thought on that was, well, that's just evidence of the fall. Right. Like the Christian perspective doesn't say everything is as it should be. Mm-hmm. Right? It was good. And we introduced sin. And now it is broken mm-hmm. entirely. Mm-hmm. Not absolutely, mm-hmm. but entirely. Right. Absolutely broken would mean there is nothing that is good. Entirely broken means something about everything is broken. Right. Yeah. Everything is not quite as it should be. Right. Right. To yeah. varying degrees. Yeah, to varying degrees. But there is still beauty to behold. Right. Right. And we see that echoed throughout scripture. We see the psalmist talk about that, right? We so we have to like you said, I think just take it in and enjoy it for what it is. Mm-hmm. And understand that there is a a going to be a renewed and restored version of what we see around us that will be perfect that we will be able to enjoy. Yeah, I, I remember when, when Analia was younger, she asked me the question, uh about whether or not there would be snow in heaven. Hmm. And I thought, well, snow is a beautiful thing. It is not necessarily a product of sin or the right. fall. Right. I wouldn't think. Ask me again in March. <laughs> Maybe I'll change my mind. Yeah, seriously. Uh, and so I, I kind of, I mean, she was like probably three or four, right? So I'm sort of working through that. You know, in heaven we'll have all of the things that are good, but without the bad parts of them. Mm. And so she's like, so maybe it'll be, there'll be snow, but it won't be so cold. And I thought, I'm good for that. Sounds good to me. <laughs> I'm good for that. <laughs> yeah. No, that'd be cool. All right. Well, thanks for listening. And thanks for sticking it out to the end. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you deserve a prize. <laughs> we don't have anything to give you, but if I had something to give you, I'd give it to you. Virtual high fives. That's perseverance. That's what it means to endure to the end. Finish the race. Thank you for that. This podcast is a resource of Memorial Baptist Church in Stratford, Ontario, in cooperation with the Gospel Coalition of Canada, and is produced, and this time heavily edited, (laughs) by Alex Walker. Talk to you next time. I need a nap.